0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Crab bag your weekly podcast reviewing games in the Game Pass collection. Bringing you three new perspectives from the Skill Range. I am the star of the Star Wars, Andrew, with me. are Jar Jar Binks, Keith. Hello. And our returning special guest who considers himself a real Trekkie. Thank you for joining
1: us again, Donnie. That's painful. I was hoping for Ewok, but whatever. <laughs>
0: So this week we did a list of requests, so thank you so much to Subnautica Gamer who recommended that we play Star Wars Battlefront 2 by EA. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a first and third person, depending which perspective you prefer to do. It is a action multiplayer game where you get to play various characters and it's essentially if you've played the battlefield series it's very similar you know battlefront star wars battlefront has been kind of an old running series that's kind of got revived a little bit by ea it got revived and subsequently killed by ea uh but yes you are normally it's a big multiplayer game where you can you know go 32 versus 32 i think it's the max it can go or is it 64 no i think it's 32 or 32
1: i think it's 32 all
0: right but uh, there's also various game modes of different, you know, fun things you can do, like you walk, hunt. You know, there's some objective game modes, some co-op modes, and with Star Wars Battlefront 2, there actually is also a campaign, which actually is not terrible. But uh, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, Keith, why don't you tell the listeners here what you think of Star Wars Battlefront?
2: I, I thought Star Wars Battlefront was terrible. Um, <laughs> it's it's not very fun. It's kind of dead nobody really plays it anymore the graphics are right for its age um overall pretty hard pass for me however star wars battlefront 2 when i did play the (laughs) right game which you were supposed to play (laughs) uh not as bad of an experience it's still honestly i i think i would still probably put it in a pass category for myself but all, a lot of the things that I, I was complaining about in battlefront one are not as bad in battlefront 2 it's just the Star Wars thing doesn't do enough for me I don't think to make it a game that I really just want to come back to is the big thing because I'm not if I was a Star Wars fan I think the gameplay is more than fine and even pretty fun with friends that it's worth playing on that aspect but as not Star Wars person yeah I, I think I'd probably go play like a I don't know, battlefield or something like that
0: yeah this is a good point that you i probably should have brought up first keith but uh us three here are probably perfect range of star wars fandom <clears throat> keith here you've never watched a single star wars is that right
2: no and i don't dislike it it's nothing i, I have nothing against the franchise i kind of just didn't grow up with it as part of me and so i never took the time to get into it i kind of did the same thing with marvel for a while but then i finally did And now I subsequently kind of don't care because that's a whole different thing. But anywho, um, yeah, Star Wars was just never really a part of my my childhood experience. And
0: then for me, I have seen all the movies in some of the side stuff now on Disney. I enjoy Star Wars. I know it relatively well, but I wouldn't consider myself like a super fan. Uh, And then Donnie here. (laughs) How would you rank yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm on with the all officer. the Star Wars
0: posters in the back. Yeah, like,
1: if you can see the office here, yeah, a bunch of bunch of Star Wars posters in the background. Um, I'm a huge fan. Always have been. It was probably one of. It wasn't ever a movie I obviously watched in the theaters when it came out in '77, but um, I've been hooked in the franchise ever since. I don't know. It's something with the the sci-fi, the space, and just you know the story that it told and how it kind of came into um you know where we're all at now in terms of the renaissance or whatever you want to say with, with our age and the nostalgia that that they're trying to play on it. So I've I've always been a fan. I'm surrounded by star Wars stuff. I've just always, always been a big fan. So I love the lore. I I know a whole lot about, or at least I think I do. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy the franchise. So I've, I've always been a big fan.
0: And so Donnie, so where does star Wars battlefront two land for you? Is this a game or
1: pass? Uh, I can straight up say it's a game. This is a 100% game for me. It has been for a long, long time. Um, I can go into some of the details as to why later, but uh, yeah, definitely a game for me, Andrew.
0: So for me, you know, the big question, you know, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is not a a, uh, new game. This has been out for quite some time. So if you are listening to this episode, the more probably important question is, is this game dead? And I gotta say, no it is not. So, if you are interested in Battlefront 2, I actually would give this a game. It's still a lot of fun. I played this when it first came out. I played the beta. I had a ton of fun with the beta. I never ended up buying the game, but I remember I rented it when it came out. And we'll get into it, but it had some loot box systems that were absolutely awful and probably ended up killing the series. But that's all been changed and it's a much more enjoyable experience now. And even if you aren't interested in the multiplayer, the campaign is actually, the story is actually relatively interesting. The gameplay for the campaign is kind of a mixed bag, but it's actually still a very fun experience. It's short and kind of sweet. So even if you're not interested in the multiplayer aspect of Battlefront 2, I would actually recommend checking out at least the campaign.
1: But And I, uh, and I have to add to that, Andrew, because e- even if you are even vaguely a Star Wars fan, like if you look at the, landscape we have right now i mean we have squadrons which came out in the last couple of years yep. but it, this is the closest thing to like a star wars game that you're gonna get that you have that, that's about it i mean unless you play like the mmos and like some of the you know knights of the republic well and, jedi survivor Tour, and kotor yeah survivor is good if you like a single player experience but if you want like to play with buddies or anything like this is all you got yeah. right now besides squadrons I mean that's really it, and it always ha- it has been since 2015 when Keith's least favorite game came out, Battlefield One. <laughs> but now, you, I mean, Battlefront One. But now you got Battlefront Two came out two years later, um, 17, and, and it is still what I would say is like one of the better Star Wars experience games that there is. Now out, Outcast comes out next year, and that will change things. But right now, it's all we got. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it's funny, when I first picked this game, I was like, "Ah, oh, would it be a funny bit if Keith played the wrong game and played Star Wars Battlefront uh, OG Xbox? What was it, like in like 2002 or something like that? I don't even know if you can <laughs> play that. I was like, oh, but that'd be funny because it's literally the exact same name, Star Wars Battlefront, and Star Wars Battlefront 2 that was on the original Xbox. And then, uh, naturally, Keith think- actually did play the wrong game.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know it- if he still... I don't know if you still play the 360 games now, but like I played those two I years did. ago at least, maybe maybe a little less, and like those still those games still rip. And I, those games had some. Mechanics I had that a that these ton of fun in those
2: games. Yeah,
1: and I think that's why we gravitated towards it with my, my group of friends. Sorry, Keith.
2: No, no, it's it's fine. I just because the, the funny thing was is that the text that Andrew sent me was, "Hey, do you want to do Battlefront next week?" And I said, "Yeah, that sounds fine." And I and when I and I brought it up, but I, asked, you know, there's two battlefronts. But Andrew's usually pretty specific. So if he said battlefront versus battlefront, 2, I, Maybe you know, maybe we're gonna do both of them. Because I said there's and a campaign I, in I, the game. There's no campaign in Star Wars Battlefront One. It, there's there's some story like ish missions enough that it. it could have fooled me because you know how I am with story Andrew so you know how much attention I was probably paying to whatever cutscene they gave me I went, yeah that was probably the story <laughs> great and I carried on and um it, yeah it's uh the experience like I said not great it's if you do get into a match so I, I tried to do one of the big matches just kind of a, a fun little uh, side note here and you can't find the big matches. No no one is doing the twenty v twenties in that. But I did get into a cargo match, which was I don't know, five V five. And and it is it's sweaty to the point where I was playing against people whose names were We Get Cargo. <laughs> they have created their own Xbox persona surrounding a effectively dead game. So <laughs> Whew, they were a lot of fun to play against. It, it really it made my experience enjoyable. But that said, my multiplayer experience with Andrew on Battlefront two, the correct game, was a lot more fun. Ewok hunt, like you said, a lot of fun, uh, like a infection style type of gameplay where you're running around as Ewoks. Because while I don't have the 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 deep lore, Ewoks in my mind are like the Star Wars equiv- equivalent of the Mario Tanuki suit, yeah. which was like my
1: all-time favorite thing, so I, I'm a big Ewok fan. But like that mode specifically, I remember just being terrified because like you'd be running around, you get separated from people, and it's pitch black. Like and these little teddy bears are throwing sticks at you and like spearing you, and then all of a sudden one of them gets a, a power up and like you're toast, dude. Like that that was terrifying. I remember first playing that like when it came uh. out because that mode wasn't at release; it was like a DLC that was free. Man, it it was scary. I, I got a pretty good clip <laughs> on a it scary that I,
0: I'm gonna upload on our Twitter. Uh, yeah, when I was playing with Keith, Keith was always starting as Ewok, but it was like me and like three other people, and me and one guy are like trying to stay together. All of a sudden, just rocks come and crush the guy. Now I'm by myself. I see glowing eyes charging me. I kill one. I turn around, and there's eight Ewoks charging me. <laughs> I'm just trying to sprint through the woods. Yeah, it was funny because when we first booted that up, I'm like, is this like a horror survival game mode? Like, what is this? Because like the game, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, it doesn't give much description. It's just like Ewok hunt, and it says no. survive the night, and it's like, okay. Well, what does that mean? So when I was like Keith, let's try this game mode, and like, like as like more descriptions were in the loading screen, I was like, is this like a survival horror? Like, is this PVE? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of an interesting surprise, but it's like an infection game mode.
1: Yeah, we used to just like camp camp out in the corner of the map and just wait until everybody was gone, and then just bolt for the the ship to get out of there. Never worked, but like it was it was a scary experience. Yeah. <laughs> th-
2: there was one guy who he just constantly ran from me, and then... like. If it's one v one, you I think the the soldiers can pretty much always outrun the Ewoks. So, I, I finally gave up on him. But he was one of the the few people who survived just that by running because, around yeah, he, in circles. Just <laughs> yep, basically uh, that was really the biggest thing. Take a couple pot shots at me to get me to back off every now and then if I caught him, and and that and that was that. But. Overall, I, I think I liked the aspect, too, that you had pointed out, Andrews, that there's just an overall quick play with your party. So we were thrown into campaign modes. We were thrown into multiplayer matches. Like, we really just got a taste of everything just by being in that quick play. And I, I really liked that diversity in the gameplay and, like, the mix-up of it.
0: Yeah. it's It definitely makes, like, finding matchmaking and multiplayer way more interesting. Uh, but, Keith, did you ever end up actually playing the campaign at all?
2: No, I thought about it, but then I just went to bed instead.
0: Way to to do your homework there, Keith. So
2: (laughs) I'm sure I would have found the gameplay to be just fine and the story to be fine, but I wouldn't have cared because it's Star Wars and it didn't do much to to add anything for me. I guess
0: that's a very fair point. But uh, yeah, the campaign (laughs) is interesting because I remember so in the first Battlefront, no, like OG Battlefront, it usually was just multiplayer, but you actually play against bots, and it had, once again kind of a side story between like loading matches but nothing really in this one there's a full fledged story which i guess is technically canon ever since disney bought star wars anything is supposed to be canon uh but yeah you're mostly following this empire squad called inferno squad and they're supposed to be like the best of the best you know and not a very original star wars story here but you know, this best of the best squad of the Empire realizes, wait, are we the bad guys? And then they decide maybe we should stop killing innocent people and maybe join the rebellion. And so the actual overall story is kind of like, eh. But what makes it so good that I actually enjoyed the campaign and the story was the graphics, the cutscenes, and the voice acting was really good. Uh, you know, this is one thing I, I was really interested in having keith here like not being a star wars fan i was more interested like is star wars battlefront meant to be more of a nostalgia trip you know hey if you like star wars look at here's han solo here's princess leia don't you remember these people so i i didn't know if this game was just gonna be like you know something that's more meant for fans which i guess it kind of is because you know keith here's giving the game a pass even though we didn't play the campaign, even me who, like I said, watched the movies, I actually really enjoyed the campaign. The actual gameplay for the campaign, I thought, was a little lackluster. But what about you, Donnie? What did you think of the campaign?
1: Yeah, well, so the campaign is interesting, and it's it's interesting now looking at it because keep in mind it came out in 2017, right? So Force Awakens introduced introduced all the new sequel characters. So you got Ray and you got Kylo Ren and um, John Boyega and all, all those guys, and which is all good and fine. But like this followed. Iden Versio, who, who, like you said, started out on the Empire, and she was this top-ranking official, you know, <clears throat> enforcer, what, what, what have you, but she her story, like you said, kind of it transitions, right? And it's, it's a recycled story in, in terms of Star Wars. We're like, is this really the right thing? And are we doing this, blah, blah, kind of stuff. And it's this female protagonist that goes through. And then you end up getting intertwined with, like, the massive plans that, like, the Emperor had and all this kind of stuff. So from a Star Wars, like, fan perspective, again, in this, this dry spell of games, like, it was, it was awesome to jump in. And to your point, Andrew, like, the graphics were amazing. And, like, you'd go through levels. And this was before Jedi Survivor and Jedi, you know, all that stuff. And it was all the new games that came out but it was like man you're in it and and you get to feel the whole story go through it up until the you know the fall essentially of the empire which which was it was just a cool thing to do you know back in the day and i thought it was a cool way to take it you know it'd be interesting to see where disney canon is now and like how they could wind that back into a greater story, but but I thought, you know, as a as a fan, it was it was really a cool it was a cool take on the story. And it was before the Ray story and before the Mary Sue stuff or whatever you want to say about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, or is at the same time essentially, but it, it was I thought it was fun. And I, I really enjoyed it. And that's that was one of the reasons I wanted it. I was like Battlefront, I loved playing in the early two thousands on the Xbox three sixty or whatever. And they never had a campaign and they had some other mechanics, but this was cool, and I, I really enjoyed the campaign a lot. I mean, you're right. Like, was the shooting mechanics perfect? No. And was, you know, the AI perfect? Absolutely not. But, like, the the gameplay of the the, the story for it, I really enjoyed.
2: Yeah, I was – well, like – and that's, that's the thing I can see is even from – like, I, I don't even think there was a lot that was bad about it. But I – like, taking myself as the non-Star Wars person out of it – I don't think that the gameplay would have done anything that like wowed me overall, but I can absolutely see where from a Star Wars fandom, having that opportunity to kind of dive in and role-play it a lot more from this aspect of these big battles and playing these iconic characters and all of these things, I can absolutely like understand where that is, and that's where I don't have any issue with it. It's just that for... My personal taste, it just doesn't fit, and the gameplay doesn't do enough to really be like, wow, this is something you got to check out.
0: Yeah, because the overall gameplay of Battlefront is very basic. You know, it's kind of a hero shooter, you know, depending what class you're picking, you know, or obviously what special hero, you know, if you're playing one of the big. Heroes or villains, like they obviously get their own abilities, but it's essentially like how Battlefront works is a little bit like a Hero Shooter does today. Everyone has their own specific abilities, specific guns, you know, how kind of class works as and builds. So bringing that aspect into a campaign where you're not really changing your class, you're given a select character. Like you are playing as Princess Leia this match, you know, you're playing her basic build out. You can change things slightly, but does it actually add much to the gameplay? No, not really. Usually, the campaign gameplay usually whittled down to you are defending this point or just throwing some dummy ai at you you're just gonna blast them for like two minutes three minutes and you know next objective so i was a little disappointed in how uninventive the gameplay was in the campaign but it still was like a mindless fun kind of like i get from when i play dynasty warriors like it's not something where i'm like oh i need to try really hard or this is gonna be super difficult this level's hard it's like usually like nah i'm just gonna shoot a bunch of dummies and there we go, I win. So it had a like, fun aspect of that. You know, there was every once in a while you're jumping in, you know, a spaceship and doing some space combat, which is fun. But I was hoping for a little more innovative gameplay when it came to the campaign. Like, even too, like I don't remember any big epic battles of like, you know, playing essentially a multiplayer match, but it's just AI of you capturing points and progressing this big fight. Because like like I think it's the fact that I mostly played the Battlefield series before I really focused it on Star Wars Battlefront. In the Battlefield series, whenever they did a campaign, I always had a really interesting, fun, epic like battle that you were playing in single player. And it was a fun, innovative gameplay. In this, it was mostly just like a shooting gallery. So if you're looking for something just mindless, it's good.
1: Yeah, and, and some part of that too, Andrew, what I was, you know, kind of equated to because I came late into like the Call of Duty franchise. I never played it because I was the guy who'd walk out in Call of Duty and you'd get sniped in the head and then you have to reset and then you're back, right? Like I hated that. I never played the the traditional Battlefields and I never played Call of Duty growing up as a game or anything, but what I re- resonated this to is like I've gotten both Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 in the last couple years. Never touched the campaigns on either one of those. And oh. I didn't need to because I was only playing that to play to play multiplayer. So, like, I totally see the perspective, like, you know, not enjoying it for, like, having this enthralling, like, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm so accomplished and I did this mission. I, I accomplished all these chapters in the campaign. Great. But, like, for the Star Wars Battlefront one, I knocked that thing out first. <laughs> like, I did that first thing just to, like, get used to the game. I was like, all right, this is how the mechanics work. This is the game. Got it. And then once I beat the campaign, never went back to it again. But I never have touched the campaign for either one of those Call of Duty games, and I've had those now for a couple years, so it's like, I don't know. Well,
0: well, back in the day, when this first came out, you got rewards for the multiplayer, including loot boxes. So, Donnie, you've been playing this game since the beginning. (laughs) Please, tell us the awful mess that EA created with the loot box system. Because I I remember this game was super controversial when it came out.
1: Yeah, and I, I I won't say that I'm the lore expert on the faults and the in the you know the commerce behind the, the reputation that EA got from this game, but I do recall a couple things, and one of those was when they when they first built. So Battlefront One didn't have this. Battlefront Two had this wonderful system that EA thought was going to be a game changer, and really level set for the <laughs> playing field for all the players. Is that if you just wanted to pony up $5, five, ten, or ninety dollars, you could buy these crystals. And with these crystals, you could unlock these loot boxes. And there was a chance in the loot boxes that you'd be able to unlock Darth Vader or Leia or all these classic characters. And so they thought that was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) The players did not. And and so this game launched in in late 2017. And by by launch, you played the beta. So before the, the beta came out and people were already getting pissed off about it, by the time the game actually launched... There was a Reddit thread, and, and you can look it up today. The, the, the Guinness World Record still states this one Reddit post as the number one most downvoted Reddit post in all of Reddit history. <laughs> and that's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's 670,000 downvotes, which is the highest that anything has ever gotten on Reddit. <laughs> and that forced the devs to say, hmm, maybe this isn't the best strategy to have. Maybe we having a whole Hold the playing record. field. <laughs> <laughs> to equal the playing field for all players, I just thought it was funny as hell. I'm like, I'm like, this this is absolutely insane that like they thought this was gonna be a good thing, but of course EA, you know, that was the, I guess they were at the top of their game. I mean, they've been making games since the '90s at this point, so it's like a 25 year run ish where they were like just loving it, crushing it, and they're like, we're gonna make a bunch of money doing this, and we'll level set it for everybody. Turns out that was really the wrong idea, because like come come, I think it was like I said, March of 2018, they had issued. Press release after press release formally dropping all loot boxes and stating that it wasn't gambling, even though it totally was gambling. <laughs> I mean, they got like, they got class action suit by like Belgium, yeah. <laughs> the country. Yeah. Like, it was like all sorts of stuff, like, were coming at them and they just couldn't handle it. And they were like, all right, fine, we'll just pull all loot boxes. So, like, people had invested in these crystals and they had to rework the entire game system six months into the game being live. Like, that is a nightmare. That's an absolute nightmare. But you know, some. <laughs> Big fat, you know, the high wigs on that that chain of the EA games are just lying in their pockets, being like, This is great. This yeah. is working out perfectly. Until the PR nightmare came that was the release of they this They still game. got
0: paid, though.
2: Man, I like it, it. Like, I remember that this game was absolutely just blasted when it came out. I did remember that. I forgot about the Reddit post, but yeah, I. It, uh, this was one of the it was kind of a wave of where people started recognizing like hey we're not going to put up with this crap anymore and they started demanding refunds and uh, xbox and sony were actually honoring a lot of them and i think that's maybe it's you know something that they've had in place for a long time but I've, i feel like that's a lot of where they came up with those like five hours of meaningful gameplay and like those types of rules to say hey you 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 played it, but we're gonna say that you figured out real quickly that this is a hot garbage
1: game. We're gonna give you your money back. <clears throat> the best thing that happened out of this, though, it was the slow decline, which is still slowly declining and/or revamping or retooling of microtransactions. Like yeah. when this came out, I remember that if you remember, like Destiny Two and all our Destiny at the, I guess at a time, I don't know if it's Destiny Two just then, but like. Everything started being like, "Whoa, microtransactions are bad." We're on the good side now. Our game has no microtransactions. Like, remember how those were all like publicly like positive comments yeah. that these game manufacturers are putting out? It's like we have no microtransactions. Like, we don't want to be like EA Sports <laughs> or EA Games. So, like, please, no microtransactions here. Don't worry about it, bud. Like, that's kind of a blessing that we got out of the end of this term, this turmoil that was that was this catastrophe.
0: Yeah, so. this game really is kind of historic. Like this, this, I it I is. feel like this game truly was the turning point when it came to loot boxes, because I mean, now everything's battle passes, yeah. but this was like peak, like peak loot boxes, because normally a decent game, you know, had loot boxes, but it was always cosmetic, strictly cosmetic. But like you said, Donnie, they had the heroes, the most valuable characters that were very, very powerful at the beginning of this game. That were hidden in loot boxes. So it was very pay to win. If you got Darth Vader, you could go into a match and just start smoking everyone as Darth Vader. And then not only that, like you're leveling up your class and you get these cards to upgrade your character that will change its gameplay a little bit. And, you know, there's different quality grades. I think like one through four, four being the best and those were in loot boxes so it's like hey cool you leveled up the heavy but uh your character still stinks because you haven't pulled the car yet in a loot box so better open up your wallet hopefully you can draw that card and even then you're drawing cards you're like well i don't play a sniper great i got this card for a sniper but i don't want it but yeah i remember this game was so controversial because it was dude because it wasn't in the beta in the beta you could play a (laughs) star vader just free and then now it's like nope now you gotta pay yeah
1: no, it's this in Overwatch that we have, to think for, we have to thank for the lack of loot boxes that we see in games now. Again, the battle pass has replaced that because they got smart and they're like, well, if people want to pay for this and get the tier, there you go, you got it. Now you work through the game and you've earned it, yeah. great. But there's no gambling, right? I mean, that's far. there are still examples of that you can, you can call out, but Overwatch in this game right here like, made the turning point where they're like, this is actually bad to make kids, children gamble. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that's a bad thing to do and we just shouldn't do it as, a, as a practice and this this is the game that you had to think thank for this and overwatch that's about it
2: <laughs> well for cosmetics it's perfectly yeah. fine i think yeah. i think so for cosmetics it's although it is weird though because i think fortnite is a really good example of a game that is so cosmetically driven but people of all ages and it's it's not just the kids in that aspect one for sure like people clamor for those skins and those those high you know rarity things it's I don't understand it. I I never will. I I could play as the basic character my entire life, and especially in that case, I'd rather see other people have the skins because then I actually look at them. I don't look at myself while I play.
0: That's what I always say. I
2: I, I, I don't care what people think when they look at me. Heck, the best thing I can do is... Be the basic character, and it never happens this way. But on the very, very rare occasion that I do something really good and maybe embarrass said person, they feel like they lost (laughs) somebody who wasn't good because I don't have some
1: fancy skin. Uh, So I, I like to take that route more than anything anyways. Yeah, well, see, if you ever catch me on Fortnite, which is like once every six months, maybe, um, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi on Fortnite, and I didn't buy that, but my buddy bought it for something, he had extra points, so he gifted it to me, which I didn't know you could do on Fortnite, so I'm just saying, I totally appreciate that, I don't pay for skins, I don't buy skins on, on Modern Warfare or any of that crap but i do play fortnite as obi-wan kenobi i just have to oh and i I'll,
2: and i'll never criti- and i'll never even criticize someone for paying for a skin or doing it i just don't understand it like for my own personal choices but it's even better when you can get it for free obviously so yeah. if yeah, i had yeah, yeah. that op- if i had that option then i would i actually uh my oldest he got he had a code for i don't know he came with his xbox and didn't play fortnite for the longest time the amount of times i thought about using that code for i don't know some skin and I just never actually did finally dug it out and he was able to use it. Cause he started playing Fortnite recently. So I was excited for him, but, and I was glad I didn't use it, but honestly I almost use it for the pure concept of, Hey, it's a free skin and I'll, I'll use it to use it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard pressed for me to, to at least dig out the wallet for him, See that, especially if it's only for a chance. If I know I'm going to get it and I really want the skin, then maybe I think, cause I think I spent two bucks for, was it maybe the Batman car? Like the Batmobile in Rocket League. I think oh, that yeah. might have been the only cosmetic I've ever actually paid for. Um, so I've I done I, it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I bought a Fast and Furious car from, for Rocket League once or twice. I'm not going to lie. Brian Spillner's uh, R34 Skyline, hard, hard to beat on the uh, old Rocket League. So I, I can't say I didn't buy any skins, but like, yeah, I, I don't buy a lot of them.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can call it all in your head all you want, but the cars make a difference. It absolutely <laughs> makes a difference. So. See, like
0: I fully agree. Like I I I will never shame anyone who buys spends money and buys skins on a game because you know at the end of the day you're supporting the developers. If you truly like the game, cool. I don't care. But I don't understand. I'm the same way. I don't understand people who drop like thousands of dollars, especially when it's a first person shooter game. Because you're not seeing that skin. All you're seeing is the character's gloves. So I'm like, you just spent $20 to essentially see somebody's gloves. Because like you don't really see your character. Other people get to see that character that you're playing as. So I just never understood the appeal. Like Overwatch, their skins are like 20 bucks. Like that's so expensive to essentially
1: pay for fancy gloves because you don't get to see the skin. some of the, some of those gloves are sexy ass, man. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I just have some really cool Moira hands that, that is for sure. but I, I don't know
2: man, if I could if like if I have the lilith skin, I want to be able to look at the yeah, skin. yeah, like that's a great that that is an awesome skin and and so i would love to watch someone die as i push the point and win
0: but uh, but speaking of skins though i got to say the skins in battlefront are pretty disappointing <laughs> so th- like <laughs> yeah. i think it's crazy there's zero loot boxes
1: now zero like i thought for sure you could if you go to the tab If you go to the tab, it's empty. Yeah. There's no tab. Like the tab is there. It's Yeah, you can see an icon (laughs) saying
0: loot boxes and it says zero to zero. And like when you play the campaign, when you beat the campaign, it says congratulations, you unlocked the loot box. But no, they are gone. They're they're not there at all. Instead you get this in game currency. There's no premium currency either. That's completely gone. So you get an in-game currency, which you can use to unlock skins for the various classes and stuff like that. But I gotta say the skins are very disappointed. Like they're just they're very generic. It's like hey it's Stormtrooper. Now he's a sand storm trooper. Now he's a jungle storm trooper. Like, it's just like nothing that cool or interesting. It's very basic. So I have like 100,000 credits that I'm like, I'm not going to spend any of this. I don't care to have a victory pose or a dance. So you're definitely not playing this for the cosmetics.
1: No, you're you're not. I mean, I thought it was interesting now, though, because like now that they did get rid of the loot boxes, you just unlock them. So like, yeah, that sand trooper, I was gunning for that for, you know, several levels just so I could unlock enough points or crystals or whatever the hell they call it, the currency, just so I can unlock it. Just because that was different than the standard white guy, but there's like three versions. One's green, one's tan, and one's yeah. white. Like, awesome. It's just like <laughs> yeah, color
0: alterations. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, so you're still playing the multiplayer game and you're leveling up each specific class. You know, you have the assault, the heavy, the recon, and the officer. Each one has their own special kind of perks, you know, and different types of guns. You know, assault uses obviously like, a, you know, automatic rifles the heavy has like an lmg so as you're playing up you're leveling up each class and now since it got rid of the loot box system you can now unlock the cards that will give you perks you know maybe change your kit a little bit you know like the assault has normally a thermal detonator but it can change into an impact grenade or it can turn into like longer timed or a cluster bomb like it's slight alterations to the kit so instead of you know pulling that card from loot box you now are just leveling up that class and just unlocking it you get skill tokens every time you level up the class you get a skill token and then naturally once you unlock that card then you can upgrade their card just so you are mostly picking and choosing what you want instead of getting a random draw from a loot box so that is the big drastic change now with the game which i gotta say i do like i don't know donnie i guess you could probably say more because you played this game obviously when it was earlier but i remember a lot of people were crying that the it was pay to win and that the skills Really altered the gameplay, but I gotta say, I've, I'm playing against people that are max level. Literally, it says max on there next to their name, and I was I was still beating them. So to me, it didn't feel like it was like oh this guy's at max level, he's just gonna mop the floor with me. I felt like the skills and upgrades you were getting, the only person who would notice them is you, and not the other people.
1: Right, hundred percent. No, I totally agree with you, and like a, a, you're right, like because we we built so. Andrew knows this, and I don't think I've shared this with Keith, but, like, even when I played Starfield, right, like, even a new brand new game, like, I'm one of those guys that goes in and tries, like, min-max everything. So, it's like, I want this, I want that. I know exactly what kind of stats I'm going into, and I, I, would, I would fight to have that. And once I had that, right, no matter what I unlocked after that, like, I didn't care because, like, my build was my build. And so, I think, to your point, Andrew, like, yeah, the max guys, like, they probably just have a dialed-in build, and you can still take them down because nobody had a million hit points, right? Like, you'd have to have this card and that thing and everything locked in so you had your perfect build but like I wasn't even focused on like the health part of it. What I was trying to do was just like fine-tune the specific gun combo that I was going for and when we were playing and I, I shared a video with the boys earlier but like um, when the when we were playing like we were literally just going for maximum kills. like we, we called it triple dudget kills. like if you got over a hundred thousand or 100 kills in one match, like we were happy and that's all we were trying to do each match we played. So like we would go in straight heavy gunner, Tuned into where it was like maximum firepower, maximum damage, maximum spread. Put a shield up in front of your, you know, turn on the heavy that we were trying to do, and that was the play that we did. And we just had so much fun doing that, just like mowing down bots, hundred at, you know, hundred after twenty-five at a time or whatever you do when they're funneling through a corridor. Like it was just some of the best. I don't know. I just have good memories from that about just like thrashing dudes and having the build totally dialed in. Like it was just a fun time. And when you have three of your friends on there with you, like it is just the best. I, I think it's the best. It's like a Star Wars experience to this day from a multiplayer standpoint. Like that's one of my favorite Star Wars games to play. But
0: but yeah, like and this is also another thing I liked. So a lot of these game modes that you're playing are, some of them are PVP, but there's actually a good amount of game modes that are actually PVE. So it's you and three buddies or four buddies. I think depending on some of the uh Modes that you're playing. But you can actually just fight bots and it actually still progresses exactly to your account. So, yeah, if you're sick of, you know, playing these game modes where you're fighting people that are max level and you're like, oh, my cards aren't good enough, you can go and play the PvE modes. Still, I don't think... I didn't notice any sort of, like, XP penalty. It seems like it was still one for one. So you could just smoke bots and just level up your classes that you really want to focus on, which is a really nice touch. And so, like I said, like, I, I liked how the gameplay was working of, you know, because every game has unlockables, you know, you, you pick gun you like, you're unlocking new sights for it, new reduced recoil, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. And like I said, I, all the people I'm fighting I never felt like I was like, oh, this guy has the perfect build. I'm not going into a game mode and saying and seeing everyone play the same class, the same gun, the same build. It was very much just what do you want to play as a play style? And it felt pretty fair. Even as a low-level person, I was still having a lot of fun. I didn't feel like I was just having a miserable time just getting smoked by sweaties.
1: You know, and I agree with that 100%, because, like, we, we would... we, And what I also like, which, which I don't think you, you fully, like, explored on the, on the what you just said there, but, like, the scenarios you played, too. Like, it was, you know, you go into Java's Palace as the Emperor, and then you're, like, kind of progressing through, and you're taking do You know, you're either pushing forward or you're retreating, and you're just getting, like, overrun by stuff. Like, the PvE... Elements of it is what we gravitated to. I'd say like 80% of the time, those are the modes we were playing. Like we didn't play a lot of the mass multiplayer where you're just like capturing points over a big board on Geonosis. It was like, we liked the ones where you're, you're in Jabba's palace or you're doing the first order run on you know, Takadonna or whatever it may be like Hoth or whatever it was. Like we loved those when it was PVE. Cause you would just mow down guys and all you were doing is just progressing through or retreating. Like some of it was cool. Cause like the game modes, which are unusual to, you know, modern games like modern warfare and call of duty and battlefield, Uh, 2042 or whatever where you're like literally just on the retreat the whole time or you're on the progress the whole time like it was just a fun way to do it and all the story beats like the stuff you could unlock the easter eggs the the visuals again were so vivid and they were so accurate to like the lore of the the franchise that like it was just fun to run around Jabba's palace and find these little rooms and find all these little shortcuts and secrets and you could unlock a room that had like Maz Kanata talking to you and then you could find where Ray's lightsaber was like it was just really cool stuff that, that like they hadn't done before and it was all like part of this game which was just so cool again as like a fan of the lore it was awesome just experience so we loved those modes and that's what we played 80% 80% of the time, maybe more. Like We just really enjoyed that part of it.
0: Oh, for me, I loved the big fights. I thought the big fights were a ton of fun. Uh, I normally like the ones that were... What game mode is it? I don't think it's... Is it, I don't think it's Supremacy. I think Supremacy was just supremacy. a domination mode.
1: Yeah, What's, and you would go up to the ship or you'd come down and have to defend. Like it was, that oh, was okay. Cool okay, too, okay. That's you transitioned. the one Battlefields, which was which was a different Take on it, which, yeah. which again, it was kind of Unusual for FBS Those
0: were my favorite game modes, because those actually felt like You are playing the actual Star Wars battles Like, I love the one in Hoth, yeah. where, you know The Empire's trying to push these ATATs, ats And as a rebellion, you're trying to destroy Them, and you're trying to prevent them from Going to the shield generator and blowing it up Like, those game modes, to me, were just a ton of fun But it was also very frustrating Because yeah. if you're playing with kids that don't understand The objective, like, play the objective Like, that's how you win the game it, it it gets frustrating, but man, I I love those because it is a lot of fun to you know be on the field and then it's like oh now you're going up to the ship everyone boards ships and now you're up there it's it's a fun like altering of the game like the playing field that just is a ton of fun to me because one
1: of my f- yeah I thought that, I thought that was special yeah because that that you just don't see it a whole lot nowadays no, you don't. like you really don't yeah. like you don't just go to a totally different battlefield and now all of a sudden you're in a, a starship or whatever like it just it was a very different spin on it. Which I appreciated. I thought I thought that was awesome. Yeah, which the
0: Battlefield series kind of did a little bit. Like uh, Battlefield, what was it like three? Where it had like the evolution where you could destroy something in the map and it kind of changes the map a little bit. The gameplay was still the same. But in Battlefield twenty one and forty two, which was like the one time they went in the future, there was one game mode called Titans that I absolutely loved, where you're trying to capture points and you're trying to lower a shield off a mothership and then eventually you got to board the enemy mothership to blow it up like I loved that kind of gameplay of just like how it's kind of changing up the scenario of like what's going on and yeah I feel like Battlefront did that pretty well cuz especially it's playing with these iconic battles that you know and love that you've watched on Star Wars so they did a great job
1: Yeah for what it was Yeah it was it was a it was a multiplayer shooter right that had these awesome scenarios in this incredible environment that was like straight out of the movies and it was just, it was just an immersive. It was, it was a really cool thing for what it was when you backed out all that crap, like the microtransactions (laughs) and the the campaign they had, that was a three hour run. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all good. It was just, it was just, it's all we had also at the moment. Like it's all we had to like sink our teeth into in terms of star Wars. So like it was, it was cool. Like I have solid, really fun early gaming memories. That like, without that, you know, maybe I wouldn't be such a gamer that I am today. So I, I really do. I, I did enjoy it, and I still do to this day. As I was talking to you earlier, so this
0: game truly is such a love letter to Star Wars fans. But Keith, being here, not much of a Star Wars fan, did the actual gameplay of the multiplayer even really intrigue you that much?
2: I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it again when i was playing with you but i i wasn't compelled to keep playing um i like there's there's games i i think i was i think i was pretty high on this horse last time you were on donnie and so it's kind of funny that i'm going to go back to it and i think you already know um but like exoprimal that's a game if we were playing i I would just i'd be like i'm going to keep going this is this is a fun game in itself for me personally when you were when you signed off last night all right cool i'm done i the and it wasn't because i was i wasn't having a good time i just without having the the fun of a, a friend to play with and kind of i don't know because even even because of the fact that like it was just quick play type of game like it was very low pressure i didn't care if we won or lost particularly it was just fun to mess around and and have a good time so from that aspect i i definitely enjoyed my time playing it i just don't know that it's something that i'd be like you gotta check it out maybe if you've got some friends but i still think like we've we've kind of danced around a little bit with battlefield and i i think battlefield is a like non-canon based similar type of shooter like there's obviously tons of differences in them but where you have your hero based classes in some sense that they're not really heroes but it's different play styles of support and engineers and and all of these different things that you have to you know just gives you a different opportunity in these big open battles so i i think if well i'm not a battlefield fan if i was going for a big battle type of gameplay i'm going to I am gonna to go towards Battlefield quicker than I am gonna to go to Battlefield. I'm now, surprised you say Star that. Star Wars fan. No now again, it's if I'm going for that style of gameplay. I rarely do. But if I was, that's what I'm gonna do. But if I was a Star Wars fan, I could see myself picking up Battlefront even without the big big battle aspect of it, if that makes sense. But uh, also driving me more towards it than, say, Battlefield as an additional point. So
0: I'm surprised you're saying this, Keith, because we've – specifically when I say we I – mean, me and my brother. Me and my brother, we love the Battlefield series. We play quite a bit. We've tried to get you into it multiple times. And I always remember the one thing you always complain about is, like, you just don't know what's going on. You're getting shot from someone. Right. You don't know where. You find the gameplay confusing. It's just a cluster of what, like, things going on. And so that's why I figured you would maybe gravitate more to this of Battlefront – Because it's way more telegraphed of what's going on, who are the enemies, what's your objective. It's more low-key of just like having fun and blasting people. But this is also my slight complaint with Battlefront, and why I like Battlefield slightly more... Battlefield is definitely more focused on your squad and team play. You have someone who is a medic who can revive teammates who are down. You have someone who can provide ammunition to your teammates and replenish the grenades. You have someone who can repair and do things like that. At Battlefront, yes, there's these other classes, but essentially they're irrelevant. It does not matter like, oh, we need someone who's a sniper on our team. We need someone who can drop ammo. Like That doesn't matter. It's more of what do you want to play? So to me, I felt like Battlefront was more of a you're a single person looking to play a big multiplayer game battlefronts more your jam because it's not focused on team play it's focused on you just blasting random people on the map and that's it
1: but see to counter both of those like and not counter but maybe like find the middle middle ground there is like that's that's how we did play again again majority of our matches my I my brother played. I played with three or four guys pretty consistently, and my brother was always the um, the officer, so he had the healing capability. I had another guy who was always the um, the AR guy or just the regular assault class, and so he was just there to, like get the the close up stuff, and then I was just the heavy that would just freaking lay down fire and just just we had a we had a good synergy with it. So like we always had ammo, we always had health, we always had shields, we always had a, a bubble shield. That's my brother's a like, classic move. It's like, bubble shield out. And it's like all right, great huddled there and just like it was just it it meshed really well but again to to both y'all's point like that it helps when like you play to that strength right like if you had a core group of guys which again we played mostly multiplayer mostly pve so like we just had that system down where like we knew when we were going to get into a tight spot boom pop the bubble shield we're just mowing guys down like it was that was great like that was part of what made this experience so great but again we didn't play as a solo. We didn't play in the, the big, big battles because we, you know, same thing with battle Battlefield where, like, you walk out there and just get sniped by some guy 300 yards away. Like, we just didn't play those modes, but we had so much fun playing those scenarios and those PVE-controlled, you know, uh, game modes that there were. So I, that's the part I love, and that's the part that I really just enjoyed about this game.
0: But, Donny, to kind of go back a little bit of, like, what you were talking about, I got to say one thing I think, you know, EA, uh, you know, it has—it's a company that has many of its faults, which we've talked about a little bit before. I mean, I think it's funny that we—I think it's funny that EA, I think it won or lost—it's it won the uh, worst company in the world like three or four years in a row, most hated. I think it was most. Oh yeah, I hated think it's most hated. Yeah, I the think world. That was the actual technical <laughs> term, uh, which is funny. It's ironic because now it's—I think Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, right, I right. haven't heard many people complain about EA. I feel like EA has finally kind of corrected its stuff. Um, it's Well,
1: what have they done recently to this scale? Well, it still does.
0: They, <laughs> they still do gross microtransactions and stuff with all their uh, EA sports stuff. But, you know, nobody's complaining about it because the people who love those games of Madden and FIFA are perfectly okay opening their wallets to make these ultimate teams. <laughs> so I guess, like, they can't complain about it because it's just they're, you oh, know, EA's just feeding so their addiction. so
2: crazy. Because if you want to talk about pay-to-win, by (laughs) God. Those ultimate team stuff. wallet on those ultimate teams. It's so gross. Like, like I mean, not not to go on a big tangent about (laughs) Madden and sports games, but, like, you can build some pretty bonkers teams in those Madden things anyways, and you're like, ah, I'm a a 93 overall. But the difference between a 93 and a 97 team and what it takes to get there with the money, holy macaroni. It is ridiculous, and, and anyways, yeah, that's that's just a whole different thing. It does
0: thing. blow my mind that people like just open their wallets and will drop thousands of dollars to be able to play like online. It's, it's weird about it. But anyway, despite EA being really gross and doing all these things, I guess the one thing that they truly, truly succeeded in with Battlefront is, I think, the graphics. As you kind of pointed out with Donnie, that there's these tons of little graphical Easter eggs. I think they nailed the environment's you know, playing these huge battles that you've known and loved in the movies, I feel like they are a really well designed, like not only to the movie, but also just in a gameplay aspect. Like none of them felt like, oh, you know, it's got to be movie accurate and, you know, this map isn't fun because it's movie accurate and so it's very one sided. No, everything felt like I was playing on Hoth, like I was playing on, you know, Crabble Drum playing the names of planets. <laughs> Geonosis, Geonosis, any thing. other
1: game. Yeah, any other map. No, no, yeah, that's you, a good. Map. You're 100 percent right though, Indra. Yeah, no, if you think about it though, like, because, again, like, right, any good licensed franchise should should literally meet, meet the letter of like yeah. what they're trying to achieve, right? Like, if this was a Jaws themed game, you would hope that Amity would be in there somewhere, yeah, right? Because you want to like, bring the fans, be, you Chief want Brody. to bring the Star Wars right. fans, right? Okay. <laughs> That's what it's for. You yeah. license the game. They paid how much? Hundreds of thousand dollars to, to license the game. Get it? Uh, totally get it. But the, but they did do it justice in that aspect. And I think that, to your point, Andrew, that that's where that's where EA does does have um, some power and, and, and deserves some appreciation because they they honestly did graphics and it's not just graphics it's the sound it's the audio it's it's the when a guy gets smoked it's the wilhelm scream that you hear you know way down the way it's the sound of the guns the fire like that just the the sound effects were great the audio was great the visuals were amazing these maps were tight too a lot of them, even the big maps are tighter than you think they are but when you look off into the vista all you see is mountains and you see gunships and you see battle happening like it was really it was really immersive in the graphics and and, in audio scale like i really enjoyed that piece of it as well so they knocked it out of the park there as they should for a licensed franchise especially of this size yeah but
0: but yeah like that's and i guess that's one thing i can't like fault i know we were complaining about a little bit before with like that the skins were kind of meh but i guess it makes sense like obviously you're not going to be like hey it's a stormtrooper now he's john wick like, you're, oh, it's a stormtrooper that looks like someone from Minecraft. Like, you can't really do that because it is an odd balance of, like, you want to make skins that are cool, but you also don't want to upset your fan base that, you know, that your stormtroopers look really weird. But I, I felt like they could have had more fun with some of the obscure stuff of the Star Wars history. um But at least, like, yeah, just the design of all the weapons and everything like that is, is really fantastic. But that being also said, it also kind of stinks when I you know, you unlock weapons for each of these classes, all the guns look the same. Like to me, I'm like, it's a blaster. And then you show me another gun, I'm like, it's also a blaster. Like I don't know. But it's like, no, this is the E3D twenty five. Like, don't you know that? It's like, I don't know. Like, it all looks like blasters to me. Yeah, graphically, and like I said, the cutscenes and the cinematics are really, really good. Like they did a really good job with the motion capture and it, it just looks and feels and sounds so good. And it just like, you know, Star Wars, you know, this came out in the 70s. And so, like you can really see kind of the sness in a lot of the stuff. Like when you're playing some of these, you're seeing the computers. You're like, man, this computer is like, like crap. Like, but like that's, that's that's Star Wars, you know, came out seventies. You know, the officers have a headset.
2: Th- the that goofiest are- looking character in the game are the officers. Yeah, their by. headset looks like,
0: yeah. so crappy. It's <laughs> like, man, like what is the audio you probably hear those? Like those are the, like straight seventies headphones. But that is actually lore accurate, which I absolutely loved
1: and and the lore accuracy is one thing too because it, it, again on that on that differentiation between like the skins and the guns and whatever like they also had to fit within a box right like cuz the only the only real differentiation they had was on the rebels yeah. right cuz the rebels would take anybody but all of your <laughs> all of your empire guys were either a white stormtrooper as in white you know white suit yeah. or like a british speaking guy or girl and that yeah. that's like all it was so like they didn't have a ton of the pool wasn't very deep yeah. for them to go into but when you're on the rebel side like they had crazy aliens with like weird scraggly beards yeah. and like all sorts of craziness like that part was cool could they have had more absolutely if they would have continued supporting this game for eight to ten years like you know a lot of developers do then maybe would it could have gotten some of that but we simply didn't yeah <laughs> because the game had such a fight from birth <laughs> to, to the four or five years You know after them When they're just like You know what This is what it is now Like you can pop that disc In your Playstation Or Xbox right now It hasn't had an update In about five years <laughs> So which like is, whatever Which just so sad
0: Like Do, you, do sad. you think So EA's normally had A contract with Disney And they're like One of the few I think it's them And Ubisoft That literally has like The rights to make Star Wars games Do you think there'll ever Be a well, Battlefront 3?
1: Well I don't think it'll be in the same vein because their contract has expired. If I remember yeah. correctly, it expired this year. It expired 2023. So there should be, like, the next one would be 2024, 2025. If it's continued the series, I think they're going to take a hard, hard left or right and, and just change up the format and just, just kill the Battlefront name or bring it back as a you know, nostalgia trip in two or three years with a different, different developer and different, plat, you know, not platform, a different concept, if you will.
0: I I thought they still can make Star Wars game. They're just not exclusive anymore. Because I know before it was exclusive, but now Ubisoft's coming out with Outlaws, right? It's Ubisoft that it has Outlaws. Um, yeah, but I I would not be surprised. I think is it- I would not be surprised if they did with Battlefront Three.
2: I, see, I think I it, would be it Easily be a reboot. It already yeah. been rebooted I, though. I, I, it's, it's, to, it's a reboot. it's, <laughs> it's a third it's, reboot? It's too- <laughs> I mean, how many movie franchises have been rebooted multiple times? How many game franchises? uh, Maybe not game franchises.
1: How many many times has Star Wars been rebooted? At least three Uh, times at this point. Like, who gives a crap at this point? I think it's perfectly fine. At this point, it's just
2: they've they've made it better each time. So third time's the charm, (laughs) right? Like, give them a chance and... Maybe maybe that's a trick, or just call it Star Wars Battlefront Three and still be a reboot and everybody wins.
0: See, I don't think they would call it Star Wars Battlefront. Like they would have to change the name because the fact that there's already two games with Star Wars Battlefront and two games with Star Wars Battlefront Two, they gotta change the name. I I think I think they would come up with a third. And like I think it would actually, because like it's it stinks because these are really good games. They are fun. They're they're fun. You know, love letters to fans. The gameplay is fun. That's the other thing I kind of want to ask. Is there anything you guys would want to change
1: if they did a third? Well, the microtransactions was yeah, a good no, thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did already change that, thank God. I mean, I think, and again, keep in mind, this came out, so the first one came out in 2015, second one came out in 2017, right? Like, there's, a lot of, there's been a lot of progress in terms of modern day video games, 2020, say, 2020 on. Right, there's the unit you've got. You've got Unreal. You've got all these engines that have been changing and evolving and getting better. I I think there is a lot of room they could improve on graphics, on immersion, on the linear versus open world kind of approach they take. I think there's a ton of things they could do. Um, I still think they're going to have to work in a box, right? And they'll just have to say, Star Wars fans get it, or people that just want a Star Wars game understand that that we have to work within this lore. I think that's going to be a challenge, and I think this outlaw. Is it outlaw or outcast? I don't it's even know at this outlaw. point. I the, I'm pretty sure. The launch trailer was like several, I don't know, half a year ago. But but yeah, I mean, either way, like they're going to have to work within the box. And I totally understand that. I, I think there is room to, to grow. I just think, I think they're in this, this process like they were with the movies where they didn't have the full plan baked out. And they've just got to really think about what they're going to deliver. And the fans aren't as hungry for it as they were in the way. Yeah you know, 2010s or 2017, 15 area. So like, I don't think they're as hungry for it. So they've got to really be careful, much like with the sequel trilogy, how they like, first one is okay. Second one kind of weird. Third one totally, you know, (laughs) is very controversial. It's like, all right, guys, well, like you're testing and learning here, but then then you've got the Mandoverse and all this new stuff and they've pivoted a bit. So like, I think you're going to see some of that in the Star Wars games. But, uh, but, I mean, I welcome anything. I I just want more content, really. <laughs> that That's it. I just want more of it to play. Yeah, it is kind of odd
0: since, like, there is no new trilogies going on. This game essentially has all the major battles. So, it's like, if you came out with a Battlefront 3, it's like, what else? Are you, you going to make up battles <laughs> yeah. to play? Right. And, I, for me, I would really like more team play. But, I, I do love how this is. It is. it is kind of an odd thing like I I would like a battlefront 3 but like now that I'm thinking about it I'm like I don't know how much more they would change because
1: what could they do yeah because there's not they new did battles. squadrons squadrons was a different take on yeah, it. it. was, was strictly, cool. it was strictly stuck to to you know space combat but even that was so limited and it was so small feeling it wasn't like you had all this stuff you could do and go to these planets and have like a full you know, I don't want to say Starfield, but like a full Starfield experience. It just wasn't like that. It was you didn't have that. And if they can incorporate that kind of elements, where it's like take the good bits of the Jedi Survivor series and the you know Fallen Order stuff, mix that with squadrons and make this open world kind of unique scenario that has its own story, that could be something. And maybe that's what this Outlaw game is. But right now, we just don't know, man.
0: Man, I don't think about it. Yeah, I don't think Battlefront Three ever could happen. <laughs>
1: It may not. yeah. Because I mean, they could
0: reboot it. (laughs) But it's still... It would just kind of be recycling. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, you have more player count. But, like, playing some games with more player count, it just ends up being more hectic. And, like, I feel like I generally don't have as much fun when it's just more player count because it just ends up being more hectic. I don't know. Man, I just kind of made myself sad. Agreed.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's so much... Star Wars lore. Why couldn't they just do more battles from the trilogies? Like there's battles in the the, the Clone Wars, and which is, stuff, well, right? but that's like it, they're
0: in this.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Keith, what you also what you're also forgetting? There's been forty years in nine movies around one stinking family. That's it's a giant galaxy. That's what I hate. There's plenty to do. Thank you. There's oh, plenty is, to do.
0: That's that's my <laughs> that biggest complaint bonkers. about a lot of stuff. But Star Wars is the biggest one. Yeah. Like that's I thought yeah. Disney learned when they first came with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was clearly not a nostalgia trip. It was like, hey, this is a separate story. You know, Star Wars. This is a separate story, just going on the side, and everyone loved it. But now, like, as Mandalorian's going on, it's like, hey, here's Luke Skywalker. And it's just like, come on. Like, we know these characters. Come like, on. And, like, that's, it all has to circle back. And I'm sorry. I know my brother always gets mad at me. But it's the same with, like, the Halo. Like, when, oh, I was I waiting know, for this. When, they, when, when you're trying to create a show of something, I want a side story. It's a whole universe. Just give me a side story. And they're great. You can have yeah. more creative freedom, and it's great. And so, like, that's what I thought Disney was learning. But then it's like, here's the Obi-Wan series. And then here's Osaka, which Osaka is kind of a side thing. Unless you're a super fan who's been watching everything, you know her. But I don't know.
1: But I agree. Well, you want to talk was, about the Boba Fett, the Boba Fett show? Because that's a disaster Oh, my as God. Well. I hated
0: the Boba <laughs> Fett show so much. When I was watching that, I was halfway through that season. I was like, this sucks so bad. I wanted to like this. I was it like, does. but this is so bad. God, those scooters. No, but really, though... <laughs>
2: Like in that perspective, like you compare Game of Thrones, and it it still is a very concise universe, but in a, in a you know kingdom, you have multiple families and these all these different storylines and so many different offshoots that you can have. But Star Wars, you have a universe, a galaxy, and it's. Hey, here's this one family. And and I, again, it obviously they've done well with it. People do. And it I'm not saying that's the reason I have it against it, but it is such a funny idea and and it in space shows games in general. It's weird. And I don't know if it's cuz it's so hard to tackle. Like, I don't know, cuz like how far can you go? Almost like a Rick and Morty in a yeah. sense. It it almost has to be comedic to go to the extent of how crazy can it be if you really go to the edges of the galaxy. So maybe that's why they concise it up, but it's kind of funny to think about.
0: Well, that's what I think it was like why people have been loving, like the Mandalorian for season one was so good. Cause it was like its own separate thing. And I think that's why people are liking these single player games of like star Wars, Jedi survivor and Jedi. Uh, the first one fallen order. There, there we go. Order. It was a separate story. And it's just like, it's this fun universe of like having fun, but you still kind of tied to the thing. Like, you don't need to be, like, as you said, like comedic, but I, I love these kind of offshoot things that are going on.
1: I was, I was going to say, I, I, I think that's part of it, too, is that there's, st- like, unfortunately, they're still in this test and learn phase where they're like, since 2015, we've been trying stuff, and the, the Star Wars fan base is one of the worst fan bases that are uh-huh. out there. And you can hate me or like me for whatever you are on either side of the corn. I don't care. That's what it is. Like, you're either like, oh, my God, I just want more Star Wars, but not like that. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. I just want more content. I want more to watch. I want more to play. And that's what I enjoy. And like, yeah, there's some good. There's some bad. But that's part of it. And I think that, like they, they still haven't figured it out yet. And it, trust me, it'll take... Far longer. They got to figure out the movies and how they're going to get subscribers and how they're going to get people watching this crap. And then they'll be like, oh, they like this. Let's make a Mando game. That'll be perfect. Everybody will love that. Like, that's what it's going to take is like, it's just going to take enough hammers to the head until they're like, well, people actually like this and they respond to it. So let's build something for that. It's an unfortunate fandom to be a part of in a community because it's very toxic yeah but people that love it love it and people that want to hate it and still love it do that too i don't understand how it works but that's just the fandom that this is
0: say i love having you here donnie it's like it's great for me to hear like <laughs> as a star wars fan because i always love star wars and at one point i was like oh, i'm considering myself almost a super fan but then like when disney was kind of doing the stuff with it i'm like this content sucks. I like they were at a point where I'm just like I don't like Star Wars anymore (laughs) because the stuff they're putting out is awful. And it's it's refreshing hearing from you. You were still considering yourself a fan and a super fan, and but you still admit that you know it has a Star Wars name on it, but it's not good. Because that's that's one thing that always blows my mind. Usually with like Disney fans, I've you know I have a couple coworkers that like anything Disney puts out, they're day one they're consuming it, and I'm just like I just because it has its name. Like it doesn't mean you have to be like I love it. It's great. Please keep feeding me this garbage. Like I I love. It's refreshing hearing from you, Daddy, that you admit that the well, well, stuff's not great. I
1: I appreciate that, but like keep in mind too, it happens with almost every fandom, right? I mean, Star Trek is the same is similar. I'm I'm assuming Doctor Who was a great example, yep. right? Doctor Who. They have a new Doctor, right? To be like, oh my God, I hate this guy. I love the old ones. I hated those old ones. I love the <laughs> new ones. Like. Who gives a shit? If you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Who gives a crap? If you're getting like, if you're getting like new new stuff coming out, just enjoy it. And if you don't, that's fine. Go on to the next yeah. one. Of course, just watch the one again that you like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just keep getting content. That's the best part yeah. of it. Uh but anyway,
0: uh, achievements. I guess we should continue going with the Star Wars Battlefront right here. Uh, achievements. As far as achievements go, I don't recommend it for achievement hunters. It's fine. A lot of these humans, of course, are multiplayer based. So you just got to put a lot of time in multiplayer. It's a lot of, you know, getting a first kill within a match. Some of them are kind of easily obtainable, but it just takes work. And this game's not dead, but there is definitely less player base. So unfortunately, a lot of these humans are meant for multiplayer. And, you know, you can get have a hard time. Uh, What was the game that we played, Keith? Blast. That's what it was it's that's meant to be like that a small focus fine. game mode it literally was yeah. me and keith first one kid <laughs> and we killed him enough till he raged quit and we finally got a win so we got that achievement to win a game mode and blast but yeah so you might have a tr- uh, bit of a struggle trying to get some of the achievements for s- specific game modes that are kind of dead so the player base is low in here but it's not a completely dead game so yeah don't worry about it for achievement hunters
1: Well, and again, yeah, and I've actually played it. I think I played it on PlayStation 4. Like, I played it before I was even, like, an Xbox Game Pass subscriber. So, like, my achievements weren't even there, like, to to do it. But those those PvE modes are still fun to play. And regardless of who's on or not on the multiplayer space, you can still hit those up, and they're just as much fun as they were in 2018 as they are in in 2023. So, like, I thought those are still fun. Again, to your point, probably not the achievement hunters' game, but like still fun to play. And you don't—it doesn't matter if there's there's another guy with you or, or there's you know lobby full of people. It, it's still fun to play those modes. At least you know me and me and my guys play it uh, still regularly. I would say you know often enough. Yeah.
0: Uh but as far as Metacritic goes, oh wait, no wait, that's not the reviews. I, I need to wrap this up because I keep I don't. keep drinking this wine, and honestly, it's like heavy alcohol content, and I'm I'm slowly uh, uh, slipping here. You make sure you're. I, I'm, I'm slipping here.
1: Make make sure you're not reviewing a uh, Battlefront one like Keith did.
0: <laughs> well, I actually was going to mention uh, Metacritic scores here, but that's <laughs> being I refused. So let's wrap it up here. Daddy, do not you go first?
1: All right. So yeah. So my final review. Um listen it, it it's a good game for for what you want to get out of it right if you're a fan if you're not a fan even if you're a casual fan and somebody just says, hey man, I love star Wars or I just want to play this star Wars game with you I, I highly suggest you try it out if you're not a good um if you're not comfortable with the Battlefield style, walking out into the you know 32v32 32 32 where everybody's against you and you, you, you do that thing that I used to do where you walk out, get sniped, and then all of a sudden you're just frustrated because you can't get past the first 20 feet of the match. I get that. Totally understand it. Battlefront uh, 2 does have a couple options for you to play with. Again, I think it's super fun if you play with some buddies, especially anybody that's familiar with the lore or if you just want to get immersed in the world, in the lore that is Star Wars, I think it still holds up to this day. Even for a 2017 game, the graphics are on point. The ambiance, the music, the sound, the, the weapons and the guns, even though they're relatively limited in terms of like not having more than, say, 25 options per class or whatever it may be, yeah, it's a little bit limited. But again, you're working in the Star Wars box, and it's all lore accurate. So if you take it from that perspective, honestly, Andrew, Keith, I... I I would rate this like a ninety-three. Wow. In, in, the, in my personal, <laughs> yeah. personal, personal, bec- well, only it because is personal of the reviewed. hours I've, I've put hours into this. I mean, I've probably put more hours. I probably put a couple hundred hours into this. I would say at least two <laughs> two fifty something like that. That sounds about right. I'm think I think I'm a level. I want to say I'm over level a hundred now, but I I would, I would say that I put enough time in where I've I fully done just about everything you can in the game. I still have a fun time playing it now. You know, five six years later. Um, I enjoy it. It, it held, holds a special place in my heart. It killed loot boxes, which I do appreciate. <laughs> I mean, it helped kill loot boxes. I hate those. <laughs> so so, so in my heart, yeah, it's, it's in the high 90s. I, I'll, I'll give it a solid 93, just because I have so much fun playing it with the core group of guys that I still, to this day, play this game with.
0: Well, I'm going to go next, because I want to disagree with you, Donnie. Yes, it killed loot boxes, and I'm mad at this game for killing loot boxes, because now all we have is battle passes, and I want my loot boxes back. <laughs> but uh, no, but seriously, though, well, I do actually miss loot boxes, but I really don't play this game for it. It's just the awful greediness of you know bigwigs that kind of ruin things in games. But uh, as for me, though, like I said, the campaign... You know, even if you're not interested in the multiplayer and stuff that's going on in Battlefront 2, if you're having a hard time getting into matches, I actually think the campaign is actually still worth your time. You know, the story, the audio, the graphics are really good. I actually enjoyed the story, even though it's nothing like, you know, game changing. It's still a very fun time to watch. It was cool to see, you know, the rehashing of the characters of Luke Skywalker and Leia and Han Solo, even though they don't have the voice actors. I think we forgot to mention that the uh, voice acting actually of those main characters isn't great, but the actual overall voice acting and acting in this game is good. Uh, The actual gameplay for the campaign is a little hit or miss, but uh, if you do play the multiplayer, I once again do, do disagree with you, Donnie. I don't think you need a squad because I felt like there wasn't as much team play as you will get in battlefield of someone who replenishes ammo and health and stuff like that. You know, there are some options, but when you once you if you're someone like me who's played a lot of battlefield you want more and so to me it felt a little shallow when it came to the actual team play but the battles are awesome if you are a star wars fan this is a hundred percent a game you should check out they definitely put their homework in it's really good the sound effects of you know all the blasters and seeing the sceneries the creatures the vehicles they did a fantastic job um And as Key said, I love, as far as the multiplayer came, you just, right at the beginning of the menu, there's a quick play. It's basically saying any mode that you're willing to play, if there's people in it, we'll throw you in it. So I just did quick play. Boom, I'm playing a co-op mission. Next mission, I'm playing a 32 versus 32 supremacy mode. Next mission, I'm playing Ewok Hunt. It was just a fun grab bag of just, I just want to play this game. Put me in a game and the game did it for you. So it was very simple and easy and quick. And I love that. It was, you know, the progression of unlocking everything for characters is fun, but it didn't hook me. Um, overall, I, I give this game an 80. I, I think it's still, it's not dead, but, you know, it's definitely obviously a lower player count, but it's still a lot of fun to be had here, especially if you're a Star Wars fan.
2: Yeah, Star Wars, well, Star Wars Battlefront. I mean, I I, I won't go deep on that. That's just, just don't yeah, bother so Please me. give us a review of Star Wars should...
0: Battlefront first, Keith. We didn't give that. <laughs> Um, oh, the training missions were pretty the good. Missions. Um, I got I got to fly some tutorials. <laughs>
2: well, so I, one thing I can tell you too that as a as a fun side note, at least I knew that nobody was playing that game when I got an achievement for one of the training missions, and it was one of the diamond ones of like two percent. I was like, nobody plays this game, huh? But anyways, I carried on and it's um. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much dead to play online, so don't don't really bother.
1: There, it's, there is a VR <clears> mode, <throat> though, in Battlefront 1, which is the whole okay. reason I bought it. It was like $5 a couple of years ago, and I bought it just because I had VR 1. And there is a VR mode, which is unique. What you get to do is literally just look around in X-Wing in VR, which That's was cool, cool at the time in 2015. We're at a totally different age of VR now, <laughs> but but maybe that's a selling point for anyone that's still got a PSVR1 on this podcast that's listening to a Game Pass crap bag.
2: So if you're, if you're listening to this in 2015, definitely check it. <laughs> that totally. version of Battlefront, it's so worth it. Uh, but if you're, if you're listening to this anytime now in 2023 and you're playing on Game Pass, skip Battlefront. Go to Battlefront 2. <laughs> if you're not a big fan of Star Wars as a whole, I think probably personally skip it. Just because I, I don't think that the gameplay as a whole brings enough to the, the added value to really invest yourself. Again, unless you have some friends who want to play it. Because I even last night when I realized my goof up, I didn't have time to install it. So I was just cloud playing it and I had no struggles in any capacity doing cloud play with it. So if you have some friends who want you to join, then by all means do it then. Because it is a lot of fun to play with some friends. But outside of that, I just can't really give a lot of reason to say that it's worth the gameplay unless you really like the Star Wars aspect of it. Um, everything is is fine. It plays well, but I. I go back to the the idea that if you're or you know my original statement that if you want to play a big battle if you want to have that immersive experience i think battlefield is better i think and it's also on game pass there the weapons have more of a dynamic feel to them you know even though i don't know all of them because i don't play it i just know the vast number of guns that are in there and and you don't have to know the Star Wars lore to know the the background of it. You kind of just know them from whatever first person shooter you've played in your lifetime. So uh, from that aspect, it's it's still definitely perfectly fine. But I just I, I, for me, it's kind of the like the opposite of Donnie. Like I I just because of my lack of Star Wars, I just it's kind of a um I, I've been really good at podcast noises lately. <laughs> so uh. Uh, for me, it salvages out at a 75 because I think the gameplay, and, and even though I'm not a Star Wars fan, the experiences are immersive. I, I think I kind of zoned out a little bit during the, the audio and video uh, portion of this, this podcast. Not like you. I don't No, I know it's very unlikely. Usually I at least chime in. Um, <laughs> But it but like the music it's it has all of the iconic feel, so even if you kind of just have the knowledge of Star Wars like myself, it still has all of the 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 workings that you would expect, and it kind of is cool in the aspect if you can if you respect the franchise um so it at least salvages out to a seventy five for for the quality that it that it brings. I think Lucas Films does a pretty good job of making sure that people don't flub up their work um. It's it's one of the few good things I, I like about an arrogant director, <laughs> um, whereas uh, James Cameron will let anybody do anything with Avatar because he just wants he wants any somebody to watch it. I'm with Aaron on this one. I don't.
1: Donny, have you seen Avatar? Oh, I've you, seen all the Avatars, but that game's coming out real soon. Okay, so so wait, you so saw Avatar too? We'll, well, we'll have to report back, to Aaron. We've finally found some. You
0: were to see you are, yeah, you are literally the too. first person I've ever heard who actually said they watched Avatar 2. <laughs>
2: That movie's made a billion dollars and and we've yet to find a person who's seen it. We uh, so, I've so
1: seen we'll, it. I've got my opinions. We we can do that on a separate podcast.
2: We'll invite you back for we'll invite you and Aaron Drew's brother, Aaron, on for a uh, a crosstalk. Uh we there talk we about Avatar <laughs> Two. I think that could be interesting. I like
0: people are only gonna but know yeah. what you're talking about here, Keith, if they listen to my brother's podcast. Oh.
2: Or no, he's he's brought it oh, up on true. every episode. Oh, I think true. he's been on <laughs> every episode.
0: <laughs> I bring up the Halo TV the show. A- he brings up Avatar too.
2: In all fairness, I think sometimes I bring it up just to trigger him because I think it's funny. But that, yeah, so so yeah, like like I said, it's it's kind of I don't, I don't know. I, I respect it as the franchise, and so it, it it'll remain a seventy-five. I was trying to see if I could find a Metacritic review to fill in for. this. I have Metacritic a Metacritic review. Year. Uh, do yes. you do you have our favorite one? Uh,
0: oh uh, no I didn't well I didn't look that much into it. I was trying to look up to you now while you were talking because you were talking a very long oh, time. Oh
2: see I was I was <laughs> I, You're welcome. I gave you time to do that.
0: Uh but a Star Wars as uh, a Metacritic, Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh has an eighty three. Oh wait, that's Star Wars Battlefront two in two thousand five. Uh this Star Wars Battlefront two has a sixty-eight. <laughs> uh and the reason it, it has a sixty-eight for a meta from critics uh for user score can you guys guess let's let's do a guess here what do you think it, lower what do you think the user score is for battlefront 2 <laughs> i'd
1: say lower
0: one through ten donnie what Battle is it? Battlefront two who's closest
1: one through ten what is it one through ten
0: yeah it's it's a, uh one through ten
1: uh so a six at that point <laughs> you
0: think it's a six all right what about <clears throat> you keith
1: yeah,
2: I guess if we're going to give it the fact that it probably has had a chance to come back a little bit, I will call it a 4. Well, Keith's the closest. Uh do you guys not know Metacritic? The
0: It only gets reviews when the game first comes out. So, with okay, that being said, it has a meta score from users as a 1.7. And obviously, Yikes. the reviews are because of the awful loot box system in how much this game is a pay-to-win. So, Yeah. That being said, it's definitely way better now. But obviously, people don't go to Metacritic and do a review for games that have been out since 2017. Always, those reviews are within like the first three months. So, as
1: Sonny pointed out, well, if, the loop Star- behind that. If Star Wars is anything, it is nothing but a redemption story. Yeah, okay? it is. So that's all I'm trying to say about this. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that's how I can justify my 95.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has over 7,000 negative reviews and slightly over 1,000 positive reviews. That's why It's a one point six. Also, race. the world's
1: Guinness, world Guinness records for, for most downvotes <laughs> on Reddit post ever in history.
2: Uh, Gosh, I, I I was reading that while we were talking about it, and it, uh, the, what was the post? I, I feel the, like the the developers uh,
0: trying to justify the loot boxes. Do you
2: to, yeah, it was from the EA community team. Do you want me to read sure. it real quick? Sure. <clears throat> The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking the heroes. I remember heroes. this. <laughs> As for cost, we selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average per-player credit earn rates on a daily basis, and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and, of course, attainable. To the <laughs> gameplay, <laughs> we appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on our Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon as we and often as we can.
0: Good job. Gosh. Thank you so and much, I, Keith, what? for reading that. I forgot. I remember well, I, I, as soon as you started reading this, I'm like, I forgot how bad this was.
1: Well, I, I think that actually was a, a reply to the Reddit post, mm-hmm. which was like from AEA representative. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's the most canned thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: Yeah. The the, the title of the post was, seriously, I paid $80 to have Vader, Vader locked. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was that was their response. It was that was absolutely a copy and paste macro yeah. to every complaint they saw about about the um, microtransactions for sure.
0: <laughs> oh man, that was just a nostalgia trip. Just you reading that. I forgot about that because I remember when that came out. Every, that was shared everywhere, and I remember like uh just even hearing that now, I'm like, man, that is a that is a dumb response. This was not proofread because. Just about anyone who's not a executive at EA can tell that this was a bad response. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep, man. So Battlefront. This is a uh, this is a kind of a nostalgia trip. Ninety five, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ninety five. All right. Anyway, uh, I've been your Harker Gamers host Andrew. Thank you for so much for joining us. You can find me next Xbox Live Fiber Um If you have any game suggestions or anything, go to GameBestScrabag Highly recommend you go to our Discord. Me and Keith are quite active on it. If you want to talk to us, hang out with us. We talk games, share photos. It's a great time. Come join our discord. You can also see us record live. Um, uh, but yeah, that'll be a uh, game, Donnie, why don't you go next? Cause Keith doesn't say anything important.
1: I'll continue the jazz hands. I'm Donnie, <laughs> uh, target trash on, on game pass, uh, anywhere else on Xbox. Do you want to find me there? Uh, also had a podcast. We're doing a couple other things. I'll, I'll keep the boys int- uh, up to date on what we got going on in terms of what's coming along for podcast stuff because we do have some plans for 2024. So I will definitely awesome. as you guys know about that. But yeah, you can find me anywhere on Game Pass um, or PlayStation really. If anybody plays any games, anything Steam included, Tarkin Trash is my name. Um, appreciate you guys having me out there. Craftologyradio.com is where you can find all of our stuff. Um, but, but it's just been a pleasure talking to you guys. And, and again, thank you. I knew this is going to be a, a long episode. Sorry that we went over a bit and, and probably went in a couple of tangents, <laughs> but I do appreciate you guys having me on here and it's been a pleasure just chat with you. I love you called
0: on my jazz hands. I, that is always something I always do subconsciously. Uh, granted, that I've also been drinking this episode and I'm now feeling a bit tipsy, but uh, yeah, it's like a natural reaction to me. Whenever I do the final outro. I do jazz hands. <laughs> thank you, Donnie. Go ahead, Keith. Uh make sure you review our I'm, listener.
2: Oh crap! Who was it again? Subnautica gamer. Subnautica gamer. So I've been Keith, as always, and as always with any listener pick, this one goes out to Subnautica. What was it? Subnautica, Subnautica, Subnautica gamer. Subnautica gamer. Subnautica gamer. What do you think he likes? I don't of- even like Subnautica. But could you have suggested that instead? <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Nine plus as always uh, but next time maybe not a star wars game because i don't I don't do star wars i I'd, I'd, I'd rather do other spaceman go shoot
0: Like halo we do have we have had yes. more people recommend that we play halo again so that uh maybe your wish Keith
2: could uh, well you know me I love spaceman go shoot games they always <laughs> do me very well so so yeah solid nine solid ninety three. All right. Do I do a nine? Do I do I do it at a hundred or at ten? You do remember. like out of a... It all. It translates the same. You you can you do, do, do the you math. You do
1: it out of ten because when I first recommended a game, you gave me an eight point three, oh. and the other gentleman that also recommended a game, you gave him an eight point seven. So I'm just letting oh, that, you know that. Let, it's out of ten.
2: Well, at some point along the line, I, I transitioned into a system where everyone's a nine plus. So I apologize, Donnie, that you got in before the nine plus system. You're you're now above a nine, though. So. <laughs> You're at Battlefront Two Nine Point Three.
0: I love Daddy calls you out on that. That was great.
1: People don't forget.
0: <laughs> I just imagine every night he's just like stewing in bed, like, oh, Keith got me below a nine. Um. Anyway, we love you all. We'll see you again next week.
2: Bye. Bye, everybody.